0: Welcome to our study of Revelation 21 in Daily Drive Time Devotions. Hi, this is Pastor Tom. First day of our look at this awesome chapter. We are looking at heaven this week. We are looking at what God can do and will do in our lives as we trust in him. In Revelation chapter 5, we got to see, back in chapter 5, what God's dwelling place in heaven was like. Remember the throne room and the rainbow and all the sea of glass, the glory of that. Here in Revelation chapter 21, we get to see what our dwelling place will be like in heaven. It's sort of like a a guided tour of where we will spend eternity. Revelation 21 is the clearest description of heaven in the entire Bible. And so I consider it a privilege this week to be your tour guide as we walk through this description of this perfect place that God has, by his promise, set aside for us so that we can spend eternity. This is an awesome description that God has prepared for us of what he has done for us for the future. There really, in many ways, aren't words to describe all that is in God's glory for us in all of eternity. John gives us some pictures and some words that have been revealed to him, but there aren't enough words in the human language to describe what God has prepared for us in eternity. There's a taste of it here. There's a sense of it here, though, of what God's going to do for us. And as we get that taste, as we get that sense... There is something in every one of us that just rises up with a great sense of joy. Paul Manier said years ago, if you delete the thought of heaven from man's lexicon, he is soon reduced to a one-dimensional environment, living without what he called any invisible means of support. We do need an invisible means of support. We do need to know that there is support above and beyond the visible things that I see in this world. And so this week, as we walk through Revelation chapter 21, we're going to do some then and now thinking. You've heard of if and then thinking, or when and then thinking, if this happens, then I'm going to do this, or when this happens, then I'm going to do this. When my ship comes in, people say, then I'm going to start giving to the Lord, or when my family, all the kids leave home, then I'm going to really start serving God, or when my marriage starts to be happier, then I'm going to really work harder on my marriage. That's when and then thinking, and it never works. you got to do it now, whatever God's given you to do. And one of the things that strengthens us to live the kind of life that God has given us now is what we find in this chapter. An alternative to the when and then thinking is what I would call then and now thinking. Since we know what will happen then, God shows us here in Revelation 21 what heaven's going to be like. What does that mean for my life now? That's what we're going to walk through this week. We're going to walk through specifically three things that will happen then. A new heaven and a new earth. God's dwelling being with us. And then the third thing, a new Jerusalem. As we walk through these, we're going to think with each of them, what about now? What does this mean for my life right now? The first then that we are looking forward to is a new heaven and a new earth. Revelation 21, 1. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. It's interesting. We're coming towards the end of the book of Revelation, one week after this week. The Bible begins with a beginning, obviously. Bible begins by saying, in the beginning. And then it ends not as you might expect. It does not end with an ending. The Bible ends with a new beginning. Here we have, right in the last chapters of the Bible, this new beginning, this new heaven, and this new earth. And this was not a new promise. This is just a reaffirmed promise. If you look back in Isaiah 65, Look at Isaiah 66, you hear this promise of a new heaven. You can see it in Ezekiel, you can see it in Hosea, all throughout the Old Testament in various places. But here, it's not just a future promise. John is seeing this new heaven, this new earth, as a fulfilled promise. Now, what does this mean, a new heaven and a new earth? Many people on our research team had questions about this. Someone asked, am I correct in saying that our eternal home will be on a restored planet Earth? Someone else asked, if we'll be in heaven with the Lord, what's the purpose of the new earth? Why is there a new earth if I'm going to reside in a new heaven? Somebody else asked it very simply, what does new heaven mean? Let me just walk this through with you. Some people think that when God takes us to this new heaven and new earth, that the old is going to be entirely wiped out, sort of vanish, and he's just going to make this new thing. Others think that the new is going to be made out of the old. And I agree with those who think that the new is somehow resurrected out of the old, just as it is with our bodies. The Bible tells us very clearly in 1 Corinthians 15 that the new, the new bodies that he's going to give to us, they are made in some marvelous way out of the old. They are resurrected out of the old. Romans chapter 8 tells us that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth until now, until the redemption of God's children. So there's a sense in that verse that all of creation is going to be redeemed. All of creation in one sense is, is resurrected. And just think about it. Think about what it's going to be like. A new heaven and a new earth. All of it. We live in all of it. I don't know how we get to go back and forth between the two. I don't know how our homes are situated. God doesn't tell us that here. But we live clearly in all of it. The new heaven, God's dwelling place, the new earth. Think of what that would be like. We get to experience this earth. What about a new earth, a perfect earth? When you see pictures of heaven in the movies, when you see pictures of heaven on a television show, it's usually just white puffy clouds. Why do people picture it that way? Because they can't afford to picture what it's really like. They couldn't even attempt to picture because it's a perfect place. So they just say, well, let's throw a few puffy clouds on the screen and people will get it. That means heaven. That's not at all what heaven is like. Heaven is a perfect place. Think of heaven and the perfection of what's going to be there. Think of earth made perfect. That's part of it. And then there's also a new heaven as well. I'll never forget years ago, talking at my son's school, and they were asking questions of the pastors that were there. And one of them asked, what's heaven going to be like? And I was telling them this, that it's going to be a place of perfection. And it wasn't connecting with the kids. I was telling them, well, it's going to be a place where like, if you saw a waterfall, it would be a perfect waterfall. And they just sort of nodded their heads. A forest, a perfect forest. Can you imagine that? They sort of nodded their heads. Can you imagine a perfect ocean, what that would be like? But then I finally hit on it. I I said to the kids, can you imagine what a perfect puppy would be like? And their eyes lit up. They almost came out of their chairs. They could imagine that. The perfection of what you most desire in this life, the perfection of what is the closest to your heart in this life, that is heaven, a new heaven and a new earth. In eternity, everything is perfect. It's not the place of limits that we think about. It's unlimited beauty, unlimited glory. It's a new heaven. It's a new earth. It's God saying, I'm going to make everything new. Now, since we're looking forward to this new heaven and new earth, what does that mean about my life today? Well, John, who saw this revelation, also wrote a letter to the churches called First John. And in First John 2.17, he says, The world... And everything that people want in it are passing away. But the person who does what God wants lives forever. The way that I look forward to this new heaven and new earth is by doing what God wants in my life today. That's how I look forward to it. That's what I do now. That's how my heart is drawn even more and more into this new heaven and new earth, this place of perfection. We talked a couple of weeks ago about investing your money in different stocks, one stock that will inevitably go down, and the company's eventually going to lose everything. You'd never invest in that if you knew that. The other stock that we know is going to keep appreciating, there's no doubt that I would invest in the company that I know is going to keep appreciating, and that is heaven. The question I have to ask myself, we all have to ask ourselves, you have to ask yourself today, in the way that you live, the things that you do is, why do we find ourselves investing so much of our lives in things that will pass away? Instead of investing in lives that we know that, that we know will last for eternity. Investing in eternity doesn't mean that you don't invest in things that are happening here and now. You just wait until somehow you get to heaven. God has a lot of eternal things that he's doing right now in people and through people. He's got a lot of eternal things that he has for you to do right now. And it's all caught up in doing what God wants. You want to live for heaven today? Just pray this simple prayer. God, what do you want? What do you want in my relationships? What do you want in my the way I handle my material things? What do you want? And then God give me the strength to do what you want. How am I going to spend the now? How I spend the now determines the kind of hope that I'm going to have today. Let's take a minute to pray. And as we pray, I encourage you, just pray that simple prayer. God, Father, show me what you want. Show me what you want in my life, in my relationships, in my finances in my decisions, in my business, in my schooling, in my family. God, show me what you want. Then give me the strength, I pray, to do what you want. Help me to look forward to eternity with you by living for what you want today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the promise of God dwelling with us.